Hello and Namaste. Welcome to Chai and Chat with your host Natasha Naditi. Today on our very first interview, we have a very special guest on our podcast. Dr. Samita Rhodes is faculty and chair of the Biomedical Engineering program at Grand Valley State University. She also happens to be my baby sister and we are looking forward to chatting with her about her journey. So let's have some fun. Grab a cup of hot chai, put your feet up and join us. Hello and namaste. Namaste Aditi, how's it going? Great, great. This is your uh, host Natasha and Aditi and you're listening to Chai and Chat. Uh today we have an incredibly uh important first episode of our podcast and our <coughs> guest today is Samita Rhodes. Hi Samita. Hi. The reason that she's the fe- first guest on our show is uh my parents made me take her. <laughs> they said if she doesn't if you don't take her she'll just cry. So it sort of <laughs> took me back that. to my childhood where yeah. I was uh, four and a half years uh, older than her and every time I went out I would have to have her tag along with me. Samita I have to begin by saying that I only remember you as a little 10 year old. <laughs> Tell us about your journey from India to the US and now you live in the wintry wasteland of Wisconsin as you call it. I was born in the south of India in a town that is now called Kochi but it used to be called Cochin and um, my our dad was in the navy so we moved around a lot but uh Aditi came to the US in 1990 after her to do her masters and phd and and basically i wanted to do everything my sister did so after my engineering uh degree and in 94 i came to the us to marquette university in milwaukee wisconsin and i stayed there for 14 years getting a masters a phd a postdoc um and then i applied for a job at grand valley uh, state university in michigan in west michigan and i've been here since 2007 um sort of leading the effort for biomedical engineering and women in engineering and stem in general so sort of my my um my a little bit of my journey um just for education like a lot of indian students and then um just staying here after finishing my education and and um getting married and having kids and raising a family and all that uh, all that good stuff So you talked about being married here and raising kids yes. and that's exactly where I wanted to go next so you yes. have segued right into my question so what like uh, tell us about your husband and your family yeah so i met uh, david in grad school we were both grad students we worked in the same room we had two different mentors but they shared a a, a common lab and so we were uh, we were in the same lab together and 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 that's sort of where we met and we we hung out and we were friends and we went to uh and we were poor together i mean we were grad <laughs> student poor so um you know so uh we did a lot of cooking at home and eating lunches that were packed bagel sandwiches and uh you know not having a lot of money not having any money let's face it my grad student salary was 800 dollars in a month 
um, out of which 300 was my rent. So there was very little in terms of disposable income at the time. But uh, I think we found things to do and we, we, we hung out. There was a larger group and then the larger group became sort of a smaller group as people graduated and left. And then, and then you know, David and I found ourselves hanging out a lot together and um, you know, and, and that's sort of where, where what led to to us sort of, sort of the romance and, and everything. And we were both single at the time. And um, yeah, and so we met in 90, oh Lord, 96. Mm-hmm. And we got married in 99. So as my kids like to say it, you were married in the 1900s? <laughs> yes, so we, we got married. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah in the 1900s and uh, and we got married in India and um, yeah I was still doing my PhD and I finished my PhD and then um, there was a whole plan there was going to be PhD job house dog and then child and then what ended up happening however is uh, and and my and Maya loves when I tell this story uh, is that we got drunk I love your honesty. (laughs) Then it became pre-PhD child. (laughs) And then PhD, and then job, and then house. And and then two cats, no dogs. There's no dog, there's two cats, yeah. So yeah, my life is very different from what I I planned. Um, Yeah, but, but Maya was born in 2003, and then... I was I did a postdoc for a cup for a few years and then was actively looking for a professorship at uh, a tenure position and I fa- and I got this one at Grand Valley right after Adam was born in 2006. So we moved in 2007. My kids were almost four and almost one, and now they're 16 and 13. So it's it's been quite a journey in Grand Rapids. Uh, it's been lovely. I've loved I love working uh, where I do. I love teaching and, I, and I, um, I love the department I'm in and I, I really feel like I've, I'm a chip of both old blocks so my mother's a teacher and my father's an engineer and I'm sort of that, that mixture of both and I really I, I love the teaching I love being with students and um, every year it feels like they, they're the same age and I get older but they're so young and it keeps you young it really does uh, yeah. my, my kids love it when I use uh, words like uh, banger in you know in, in in just the wrong way in the wrong way they're like that's not how you use that word and, yeah. I, I have to say the last time we spoke to my parents they said Samita we can't even understand your posts anymore because we we don't understand what you're talking about they they under they do understand when I swear and they don't like that at all they don't yeah. like that at all and I have to sometimes remind them that I am 47 and it's about time that they they, they not they not try to they not try to parent me yeah. so much <laughs> well that that actually i mean i want to we, we can circle back to that you know how how uh, because that is a typical yeah. indian oh, yeah. thing right the, the the parenting continues all the way past there's, there is no such thing as your two yeah. old parenting yeah I think that that is yeah. one thing yeah. that David finds a little s- 
strange in terms of our of our relationship like there's there's a few things obviously that are very different when you have a when you have two people from different who have brought up differently and in different mm-hmm. cultures um getting yeah. getting together um uh, some of the some of the things are are super easy but some of the things are just a mm. little bit weird and a little bit awkward here's something i've always wanted to know did you prepare him <laughs> for the indian family and did he oh, prepare you i didn't prepare him for the fact he had met the parents and he had, you know there we were there were hmm. plenty of indian graduate students where we were so he had hung out with all of us and um you know so he he kind of had a, a general sense but he had never had a passport right yeah. but till till he came to yeah. india for the wedding and i do remember being at bombay airport with uh, with baba with our father and him walking out and do you remember bombay airport in 99 where there was just a, a like you walk out and firstly you're hit by the humidity yes, and the, the heat and the, the <laughs> smell it's it's like 2 in the morning so you're completely messed up your mm. clock is messed up yeah. and there are 50 million people out there like <laughs> so many people and they're and they're all looking at you they're like staring at you as you walk out so so my famously introverted husband was just it was the the worst situation for him you know and then he saw baba yeah. because ba- yeah. my our dad is like 6 feet tall so he saw him and he stands out amongst a bunch of uh, a bunch of not as <laughs> as to all indian people uh, vertically <laughs> challenged him yes yes and so and he was just he had just a look of relief when he saw baba and me but but india was quite the cultural shock for him he was not he was not prepared there's a lot of things that are the same which is kind of which is which is nice because the big families the you know everybody talking up with you know over everybody that's all kind of the same <laughs> what isn't the same is is everybody giving you advice like even when you haven't asked for it you just sort of bring up something like oh you say something like oh i think i have a a little bit of a headache and everybody has a remedy for it <laughs> uh, and even though you're you're trying to say i'll just take an ibuprofen i'll be fine but people will like drink water no lie down no you've eaten this you know everybody has a remedy for it and i think that was and the funniest is when they would come and they wouldn't tell him yeah. to his face they would tell samita oh uh, why don't you make yeah. sure he has enough water and samita was like he's right here you can tell him oh can i say something about that because my mom is here right now she still asks me how sushant is feeling when he's right there she would turn to me and say why don't you ask david if he wants more food <laughs> I was like why don't you turn to the other side <laughs> I hear you I hear you absolutely there's obviously the weird things with the little pop culture references that I don't get with american like when americans sometimes talk they use a lot of uh, old tv references or old song references and, and I don't yeah. I don't always get those like I always tell people uh you know i am post seinfeld like i'll get your reference <laughs> post seinfeld but anything pre seinfeld and i and i'm lost right um like when yeah. they talk about the brady bunch and gold and golden girls i'm like i uh, you lost me i i don't have that um but and also for him i think yeah. the the hindi films you know that's one of the things that is sort of very weird for him like 
he it's it's too melodramatic it's too loud yeah um, you know that they can't watch but my kids and we did sit down and watch dangal they like to dangal a lot and we watch lagan so apparently mm. amir khan is sort of <laughs> is, is amir khan is like the bridge between <laughs> yeah. two yeah <laughs> cultures between two cultures yes um yeah they they like him they they like uh, they like those films but yeah anything with a lot of dance anything over two and a half hours and they're done they're out they they tap out but it it's very weird we'll always like sometimes we'll just find these we find little things that we're like what what is that what what are you talking about and then you know i'll say but yeah this is how it's always been isn't this like like <laughs> a mango you know don't drink water after mango is that is not like oh you mm. have to have milk after a mango no? or oh or yeah, the thing that yeah. really got him was uh heat producing foods like <laughs> like you know where you get acid uh, acidic reaction yeah yeah like, yeah i don't understand all foods produce heat <laughs> <laughs> and I, and you have to sort of you i had to tell him no no you you got to you know there are some foods that are cooling it's so i so like the science is um here yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. about this it's, it's, it's very sketchy, sketchy. It's, it's very sketchy he's like well, i i don't yeah. understand this <laughs> this idea <laughs> and i i think of oh you get pimples because you've eaten something or or you get dreams because you ate something it's always related to your stomach you have bad dreams because you <laughs> ate something he's like i don't understand that Yeah so your stories are so interesting you know it's just so cool to hear that but I'm and you also refer to your children and that yes. they loved lagan and dangal yes. so I'm really curious to know how you raised them like do you have two parenting styles yes in the sense that i think every couple has two parenting styles right i, I mean they always i think also that you flip sometimes who's the bad guy and who's the good guy in different situations sure. so there are certain things that my children will come to me for and certain things that they go to their father for um for example if there's anything to do with sort of soccer and soccer related maya will go to david but if it's something to do with with buying clothes or uh, you know they, they'll come to me and then very recently very recently this was awesome i just felt so good maya came downstairs and we were both standing there david and i and she said mom i have a question on math and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> so i got her to ask me the question on mathematics and limits and things like that so that, that so that was nice um but but i think that in in a, in a lot of ways we're not a, a typical couple in that i'm not the person looking after the stuff inside the house and he's the you know there's no such roles anymore with with us he's as involved in um picking out paint colors for a house in fact they have stopped letting me pick out paint colors because my entire family has said that i pick the worst colors because i'm always like orange purple <laughs> that's that's cool to know because do you think that's influenced by your indian background yes i love color around me you know i love the like the bright colors my um, our kitchen was painted like this pear green which i loved and everybody else hated so badly so so they they've painted everything this sort of it's beautiful it's a lovely gray but it's extremely bland it's just gray you know and, and i was like gray i mean I'm not living in a prison like I yeah so anyway so I have green on our bedroom walls and I'm like yeah. I see yeah. that 
uh but they they <laughs> you know so so there's a, a little of the flip flop in terms of traditional male and male and female roles sometimes he's very much um he knows their schedule he knows who's going to be picked up and dropped off because the way the way my work works when i have to teach a class i have to teach the class i have a lot of flexibility when i'm not in class but when i'm in class i have to be in class and a lot of the classes i teach because they're upper division classes uh they tend to be in the evening the graduate class mm. so i used to be teaching at least two or three evenings a week in which case he was the one responsible for dinner and baths and you know things like that and so so they the kids sort of knew that but in other ways yeah our parenting styles he's definitely more patient i'm definitely the one that gets gets triggered as my mother as my as my maya likes to call it now oh man you are really triggered um and so i lose my cool but i i cool down just as fast but like when he loses his cool they're they're definitely more scared of him like they will make fun of me when i get angry he definitely had a harder time when they were very little and then i had a little bit of a harder time when they were sort of middle fifth sixth grade he he sort of he w- he could take on a little bit more at the time but there were times when i was sort of stressed at work or when i was going through tenure and i was trying to publish and you know so there was a there was there were periods of time when when i had a lot on my plate and then also when the kids are in daycare it's always a it's always a challenge then when they fall ill and then you know and and where we live west michigan is um generally it's it's getting better but it was gen- it's generally a more conservative area so i i remember a time when um one i think adam was sick and we were juggling him and i had to go in and teach so he so david told his hr manager that hey i have to go and um get my kid because my wife has to has to go to work and he goes well um well why don't you put your kid into a daycare that takes sick children and <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, i don't you know what there are no daycares that take sick children and plus would you want to send your child to a daycare that takes so i mean you know uh, so yeah so we could get into the whole crappy childcare situation in this country but uh, yeah there were there were definitely things Oh, you know, some one of the things in culturally that that came up was when the kids were born. I was very I was very um I mean my parents were obviously going to come and watch, you know, they they're obviously going to come and help mm-hmm. for a, a few months. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember um the, you know, Aibaba came and they stayed for four months and six months and you know, they they kind of even alternated and so that I had a lot more help for at least six or eight months. they were here and he was fine with that but at some point i think he does like his own space so he would go away and sort of make his own space because i, I as he's yeah. not used to that level of uh, of mm-hmm. constantly someone being there you know and yes yeah. right, right. and and he's a bit of and he's an introvert so no but i have to say he has fit into our family so well it he's never felt like an outsider he's always felt like he's meant to be oh, yeah. there so, you know when they talk about oh the cultural divide we haven't felt that yeah, in our family he loves that because uh, there was a time when our cousins had come over and they call aditi and me tai so they you know older sister tai and they call <clears throat> aditi's husband kaka which is you know uncle and they called dave just Uncle. dave yeah. so he's he's so excited <laughs> he was so thrilled by that 
<laughs> so he doesn't get to be kaka. <laughs> no. Oh God, no. No, no. no he does yeah. not want to be yeah, kaka at all. So yeah. So I see like the kids will call yeah. him just Dave. I think they call me Samantha Mausi, yeah. but they call him just Dave, and he's yeah. thrilled to bits. Like yeah. he, he loves that. He'll say like, "You're the aunt. I'm just Dave. I'm just." ஒவர்வெல்மிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்னிங்லிஜ்
uh, it's different from an Indian family. Like I get to know what's happening in Indian festivals from when my mom calls and says, "Oh, today is blah blah blah," or "Today is Dasra," or "Today is you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. I I miss that part. I miss that part. So I was just going to ask you that. So do you miss any of that? Do you miss? Uh, Indian clothing do you miss talking in hindi or marathi or do you, what about your children like have yeah. they learned any marathi or have they been to temples oh yeah so they've been to temples and you know when there was a teacher nearby maya did bharatnatyam for a little bit and um you know i, I we i tried i tried to but there but grand rapids is a smaller community smaller indian community we do uh, there is a group of women maharashtrian women and we meet every month and so i get to speak the language i get we get mm. the clothes we do wow. some, uh, we we do gudi padwa and we do uh, sankrant and you know some of these festivals we do and i drag my family and they come i mean you know they're not they they like it they come they meet people um so they're involved they they wear indian clothes though now they stopped wearing indian clothes because none of the men wear indian clothes in these places do you see all the women are dressed up to the nines guys <laughs> are in like bush shirt and trousers you know like that's <laughs> bush shirt <laughs> bush shirt what is I a bush shirt that <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that in so long. Bushard and safari suit. Do you remember the safari suit? <laughs> so Samita, you have you have a lot of friends back yeah. home in India, right? And you are in yeah. touch with all of them. Do you think that you have changed a lot from when you were there? In in what way? Oh. Because sometimes what happens is you realize how much you've changed by what the the people yeah. you've left behind. So so one of the things that strikes me as very odd when I go back is just the treatment of the house help. Um that yes. strikes me as very odd after coming from a extremely sort of I don't know uh tem- yes egalitarian society to suddenly go and have and see someone yelling at a driver or yelling at a let at help and just mm. saying things like you know why are you doing this stupid thing you know i mean it it's sometimes is almost it's very very strange it's very yes. strange. Mm-hmm. i i i like when you so, so when you go back to india there are things that come back immediately like driving on the other side of the road it's fine eating food you know you may end up with a dodgy belly but it's you can still manage <laughs> but there are things that you never get back like like the things uh, like uh, people telling you that you've put on weight or you've lost weight or you've you look old or you look tired <laughs> you, you know just this the casual the casual commentary yeah, on yeah. your physical appearance yeah. is very off putting right. or they'll they'll ignore things that are very glaring to me so they'll ignore maybe uh, stray dogs and stray animals they'll ignore beggars um and i know that i used to do that i would ignore that but now when i go back i find i find i'm sort of paying attention to these things that i never did um another thing that i find that i'm paying attention to is my behavior in in america it's sort of if i behave in a certain way that's just a reflection of me but in india when i behave a certain way m- you know my parents will sometimes tell me well why did you say that or why you know um and it feels like it's still a reflection i'm still even at 47 i'm a reflection on my parents as well which is which is sometimes hard to take at 47 you know you want to say hey i, I think I, i think i'm done i think you're done parenting me and that's never that's yeah. never the case never never done mm-hmm. ne- never yeah. done parenting in the indian no. culture yeah 
Yeah. And it's weird that I feel that my parents should be done parenting me, but I'm pretty sure I'm never going to be done parenting my children. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You carry on the tradition whether you want to or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm going to be proudly inserting myself into my children's lives and I'm going to say, "Oh, it's because I'm Indian." You know, I'm going to use that. I use that excuse all the time everywhere. It's just how I was brought up. I'm Indian. <laughs> and and that's going to be my way into their lives constantly <laughs> wonderful so how did uh, david's family perceive you when like you proudly asserted that you're indian <laughs> i could uh, i mean <laughs> a little bit like uh, we would make contact with an alien culture <laughs> that's how i felt sometimes <laughs> in the nicest way i mean it was there were a lot of questions sometimes or um but they but they they didn't they weren't nosy there was no sort of nosiness and just sort of a i think they 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 it was just an acceptance of the fact that i was important to their son and this is how um this is how it would be and um you know their my father-in-law and stepmother-in-law came to our wedding in india they came to india and i think that is a funny story because my father in law said oh i you know they were going to land in bombay and then we the wedding was in pune and my, i said oh you know we'll come and pick you up and my father in law said no no i'll just rent a car <laughs> everybody was like we all went no 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 you can't just rent a car and drive yourself you're used to like a you're used to driving on the right side you're going to be driving on the left side plus you're used to like a modicum of rules and you're not <laughs> and I, and it was the truth they landed and they drove they were driven to pune and they came out of the out of their car and, and my mother said oh my god they look whiter than they normally do like to drive he said samita i would be circling bombay airport still like i would not <laughs> We had a little um, uh, guruji. Yeah, yeah a little priest. He was little, and he wore a sweater vest. And it was a Vedic ceremony, and he kept he kept translating everything into English. So he kept telling my father, "Now say, I solicit the hand of your." T- <laughs> 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 my father-in-law was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Any kind of solicitation. <laughs> and he had a slightly thicker indian accent so he was speaking in english and then david would kind of look at me and then i would say it in american and then david would say it so it was it was very roundabout and you know there were, there were little things during our wedding like in you know when they write your name in the in the the right uh-huh. and so i just told dave just write samita and he so he he said what is this for i said oh it's just one of these things just write samita And then, and then someone told him later that oh, you know, that's when you can change your name. But he goes, wait, what? Could <laughs> <laughs> just change your name? And I just exercise it. I was like, yeah, yes, I could. I you could have written Kirsten in there, <laughs> and I would have had to change my name to Kirsten. Actually, he didn't do that. <laughs> well, thank you. Not to do that. <laughs> no. Yes, I, I, I 
blissfully kept him unaware of certain things. Yeah. But, uh, but it was very strange because he wore the whole Indian outfit and we walked in together and everybody looked at him and said, Oh, Dave, you look so nice. I was standing right there in all my bridal finery, <laughs> you know, like like a Christmas tree. You know, and nobody said a damn word to me. Everybody looked at him and said, Oh, David, you look so nice. <laughs> Before you go, I have th- that last question. What does it yeah. mean to you to be Indian? It's, it's such an interesting question because I, I struggle with that more than my kids do. They were born in, in, with, Indian, uh, with an Indian mother and American father. For them, they've known no other way, right? Mm. For me, I've lived in India. So is it just living in India and uh, being from there and knowing Hindi and, you know, I think it's more than that. I think it's a it's a way of thinking. I think a I think for for me it's how my parents raised me. So I think things like education being so important and not even being a matter of choice. Like I I can't be, I couldn't believe it when when David was going told his parents he wanted to go to college. They said, "Well, you better start saving." You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. And, and he was almost the first one in his generation to go to college. And to to have that, the, like the idea that this would be even something that we would discuss mm. is insane, you know. Uh, I, I think, I, so I don't know if that's, that's the, the, the value of education, um, the value of having a, um, having a very close relationship with your family. I think that's, that's very Indian, the idea of being very cl- closely knit with your family to sometimes a dysfunctional point. But but uh, but you know that idea of like always knowing that you someone's got your back. You know that going through life without having that that certainty that someone always has your back is is must be so scary. You know, I so I feel like being Indian sometimes to me feels just like a little bit that comfort that level that you've got someone who's going to who's who's going to support you. Mm. This unconditional kind of love and support. That to me is also very Indian. Um, you know the the uh, the the respect you know for elders that comes with a lot of cultures. It's not unique to being Indian. Um, love of family is not unique to being Indian. Um, spirituality is not unique to being Indian. But I think the the idea of uh, of a family that is that will accept you and love you for every for anything and through everything and will will care enough to give you advice and care enough to be bothered when something happens to you i think that to me is sort of very a very indian indian trait sometimes yeah. when my parents come and they're in my house i feel like oh i can just be the child again like <laughs> i can be responsible yeah. someone will Somebody will catch me. You know? uh, yeah, I feel extremely, extremely uh, lucky and fortunate to for for that. Yeah, and and we feel extremely lucky and fortunate that you spent your last two hours with us. And I can't believe it's been that long. Thank you. So I didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. So I loved you hearing so your story. Um, oh, how do you like your tea, Samvita? How do you like your tea? How do you like tea? I like my tea uh, black nowadays black uh, splendor to splendor and i i don't have the uh, i don't have the patience to like grate the adrak and everything so i just use tetley's ginger tea band because i like ginger <laughs> uh, and i wish i had lemongrass because otherwise like if it, if i was in india i would put lemongrass mm. and ginger in my tea and i wish i had that so no milk in your tea 
no milk mm so i can I like see it. the little move towards being american no milk yes, in the yes, <laughs> i hate black coffee but I, i so my black coffee is very milky but my tea is black hey it's as unique as you are <laughs> oh, thank you thank you thank so, you thank you for letting me play with you and your friends <laughs> It was a fun, fun evening, and yes. we'll have you back because I'm sure our listeners are going to want to yeah get some more of the you. Most. Have a great Thank rest you. of the evening. Namaste. And <laughs> Namaste. Bye. Namaste. Bye. Bye.